The Nonprofit Happy Hour. A weekly look at Portland's nonprofits and do-gooders with interviews, music, and documentaries. You're listening to the Nonprofit Happy Hour on X-Ray FM, brought to you by the Media Institute for Social Change, a public interest media lab that works to inspire, empower, and engage emerging media producers. Learn more online at mediamakingchange.org or in person at Citizen, our nonprofit coffee shop and program space at 3636A North Mississippi Avenue. I'm Molly Jean Bennett. This week on the show, we have a conversation with Marty Jones of Metro East Community Media. This is Phil Bussey. It's the Nonprofit Happy Hour on X-Ray FM. I am joined in the studio by Marty Jones, who's executive director of Metro East. How are you doing? Very good. How are you doing? Good. And, and, and not necessarily the new, but newish. Newish. Exec- yeah, I, yeah. I don't know if I can say new anymore. It's been about 18 months now. Uh, the previous executive director, they've been there for... 24 years. 20, I was going to say a decade, but yeah. wow, two, two and a half decades. Yeah. That's um, I want to get into that a little bit, but let's let's first just get the uh, grounding here a little bit. Metro East is a full service community media studio located in downtown Gresham. We are 33 years old, founded in 1984, and I am blessed to be just the third um, CEO to be a part of this organization. The. Um, uh, very, very beginnings for about 15 years, we were or almost 20 years, we were on the Mount Hood um, Community College campus and had a studio. Separate organizations, but we were there on campus. And uh, under Rob's great leadership, Rob Brading, my predecessor, we were able to build our own studio in downtown Gresham about 13 years ago. Um, we provide public education and government access television to um, all of Portland. We have a shared channel that, you know, um, our programming, Open Signals programming, um, Willamette Falls programming, all airs on. But then we have um, stations that are are particularly focused on East County. So sort of from, you know, 82nd Street all the way to Troutdale, you know, Gresham, Wood Village, and Fairview in the middle there. Those That's our sweet spot. That's our main service area. Our government partners, in, in, in addition to those four cities, include Multnomah County Commission. So we do all of the Multnomah County Commission um, meetings. So when you're watching cable television, whether in HD or SD, and you're looking at um, you know city council or school board or commission meetings, or you're looking at educational feeds from NASA or from Gresham Barlow or Reynolds Schools, or you know your neighbor who has a killer show about quilting or a very you know alt uh, uh, alternative funny uh, game show. Um, those are those are coming from your neighbors and friends. That's the public part of it. So those those are our sort of that's our profile of our of our stations. Right, and so so the I mean the public interface is uh, people would think of it as cable access. TV. Correct, right, or public access, or, public you know, access, Wayne's World, Party Time, you know, whatever, <laughs> right. whatever you want to do, call it. And 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 but that's that's really just the uh, the the tip of the iceberg. I mean, there's there's a beehive of activity. You are training teens how to use their smartphones to make films. You are training right. elders how to use smartphones. Right. You're training uh, 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 just anyone really who comes off the street who wants to make a TV show or learn how to use a camera. Right. Um, and you know, people walk in and they and they're you know you know one or two emotions happen. You see their eyes just light up and they're like, 
jaws open or if they, you know, can articulate it, they're like, I could never imagine this was here. I mean, you walk into a studio that would, you know, if you, if I blindfolded you and said, where are you? You would say KGW or, you know, OPB. I mean, these are, you know, full service, you know, high def studios with hundreds of thousands of dollars of equipment. The only difference is that we train you how to use it and we um, give you access to and, and knowledge on how to distribute your program. I also want to, uh, in defining uh, who Metro East is and what you do, now Open Signal, which which until a year ago was known as Portland Community Media, um, very similar funding, very similar mission, but different and seemingly increasingly different. Yeah, I think, you know, it's been great. Um, Justin uh, Harn is my is my homeboy and uh, has about six months on me in this new space and he's well, and he's the executive he's director. executive director at, at Open Signal. We um, you know have a lot of fun you know um, bouncing ideas off of each other and you know breathing new life into the space. I mean he has an amazing background in the arts and did some incredible work at the Hollywood um, theater and their education program and has, you know, merged that into open signal. You know, my background is, you know, a Hollywood executive. I mean, I spent 30 years making movies and television, you know, primarily, primarily in Los Angeles. And so um, the allure for me is that when I was, uh, you know, much skinnier uh, college kid in Columbus, Ohio, uh, when I was about 19 years old, I had a public access show that was uh, interviewing, focusing on interviewing interview uh, filmmakers that were coming to Columbus for this really cool uh, independent film festival that we had there when I was growing up. So have the opportunity to breathe life into these places and see youth you know, and elders and everyday people have an opportunity. That's really the lifeblood of both of us. I mean, they're much more centered, of course, being right at MLK and Graham in the heart of the city. Um, But we, you know, we do things all over the region and um, we bring in all kinds of uh, uh, experts and artists and filmmakers to both places to, you know, give folks an opportunity to um, bolster their craft and their knowledge of the industry. Do you, do you have a favorite show in Metro East uh, that 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 is aired that just would not exist anywhere else? Yeah, we 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 have a really cool one. This, I, I mean, I geeked out when I was a, a finalist for this job. It's called Community Hotline, and this show has been on the air for twenty years nonstop, uh, which is a milestone for anything in television. But the incredible thing about Community Hotline is that. Uh, this past June, we hit a thousand episodes. Now, I'm a Hollywood guy. Most television shows will never meet reach that milestone. I mean, if you get a show on for eight years, you're rich, right? You know, Seinfeld or you know, Will and Grace or whatever, and they're back. But shows think about the longest running show on television, The Simpsons, has only done 650 episodes. Monday Night Football has only done about 850 episodes. It's been on for 40 years. I was a teenager when Monday Night Football came on, right? Uh, the, um, you know, Lassie and Gunsmoke, legendary shows like that that were on TV for 18, 19 years, never reached a thousand episodes. So for a weekly show to meet that milestone in downtown Gresham, Oregon, fantastic. So we had a big, big, you know, shindig for that. And uh, the cool thing about Community Hotline is we showcase a hundred nonprofits every year. Some of the really big ones and established ones and a lot of the baby nonprofits. And this is their opportunity to come on and share the good news of what they're doing with the community, showcase an event, talk about their organization. And the producers, um, Emily and the, and the host, Monica, 
came up with something four or five years ago that's brilliant. They give the nonprofit a packaged version of the video, their 15-minute segment that they can put onto their social media or use uh, on their website. And that's been transformative, especially for the small organizations. So that's my favorite, Community Hotline, every Wednesday night. And 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 I want to I want to pick up on on something that you were uh, alluding to in the answer to that process versus product. Mm-hmm. Now, as as coming out of background in Hollywood, I think product is probably the most important. Content who, is king, <laughs> right? Who cares how you get to the, the the finish line, but that you get there and you get on the air, right? Metro East, that's not the same uh, motivation or goal. Well, the producers have take on a really big responsibility, though. They have to when they make that commitment. They have to you know, deliver their 13 shows. Our season is broken into quarters, you know, so every three uh, months we have a new season. So we have four seasons a year. And folks that have a series, they're committing to delivering that half hour or one hour series um, uh, every week. And so, um, you know, we're open seven days a week. Two days we're close to the public, Tuesday and Wednesday. That's when we do our productions. But we're open in the weekends, we're open in the evenings. And, you know, once you do the free orientation, um, if you need training, it's only $25. So the classes that we offer and editing and production and shooting so that you can qualify to take the equipment out, you can take all these classes as many times as you want for only $25. Now, I will tell you in the city of Portland, if you took those same classes and paid for them at certain other places, it would cost you about $2,000 to take the classes once. But as a part of our mission, we're making that available to people. And then for 50 bucks a year, you're a member and you can sign out equipment, rent the studio um, or come in and book a, you know, your edit session. So you can make a podcast there. So the process is, you know, it's kind of like, you know, anywhere else, Hollywood, Portland, commercial, television, OPB, X-Ray. I mean, folks like you're doing right here, you and Emily, we're here. You got to make the show. You got to get the guests. You've got to you know meet your timeline and your commitments. Um the freedom is in the content. I mean, we don't, we don't, uh, you know, we don't have people coming in and pitching us ideas. They, the whole essence of community media is that they get to talk about what they want to talk about. I want to talk about some of the the other successes that uh, Metro East has had. You before we went on the air, you were talking about some students that ended up at the White House. Yeah, um, you know, with with my predecessor uh, Rob's blessing, I uh, had asked our our youth team to get students together thinking about entering a film in the White House Student Film Festival. This was in May of 2016. Um, I didn't know who the next president was going to be. And so this was something that had started under the Obama um, administration. And I thought, you know, we're doing some really cool stuff with youth. Let's try to, you know, put something on there. And it was really simple. The prompt was the world I want to live in. And you had three minutes or less and you entered it on via YouTube. So the kids wrote this script and I looked at it and now I'm on the job and I'm like, wow, this is really deep. The kids wrote this and they're like, yeah, I'm like, wow, this is this is kind of overwhelming. And it's about ending um, youth incarceration. And the kids that we were working with um, live in the Rockwood area of Gresham. And it's one of the most underserved um, zip codes in the state. It's also one of the most ethnically um, and religiously and culturally diverse. 88 languages are spoken at home there uh, other than English and among the students and their families. And they wanted to tell this really serious story. So long story short, we're like, well, let's do it for real. We rented the Wapato prison and shot in a real prison. 
they made this film, worked with advocates, you know, uh, mentors, other independent filmmakers, and uh, they wanted a drone. So we got somebody to bring a drone and get shots over the prison. We entered the film and we were invited to the White House. And, um, you know, people were saying, oh, you, you took some kids to the White House. I'm like, no, no, I've been to the White House. I've never been invited. It's because of them I got invited. I was just the guy with the credit card. But to go and see some kids on the airplane for the first time in a hotel for the first time and to walk in behind them and the lady hands them their credentials and says, welcome to the White House. I mean, I still get goosebumps thinking about it. And that's the beauty of the of what we're doing in community media at Open Signal and at Metro East and, and Willamette Falls and CCTV and Salem. We're giving people an opportunity to take advantage of these great equalizing uh, platforms like YouTube to post something, get into the, the public space and have their their voice heard. 750 films were entered from around the United States as far away as Guam and Puerto Rico, and we were among the 27 invited to the White House. Um, we won honorable mention. Uh, the kids from Grant High School actually got to go meet the president. They, they made a really great film. That, you know, these are you know, seniors in high school. We've got like 13-year-olds. Are, are some of those students still making films? They are. They are. Last summer, our new Rockwood site, we have a pop-up there. We're calling the Rockwood DIY um, Digital Inclusion and Youth Center um, is right there at the Rockwood Max station in an old police station. And we've done a pop-up. Um, we knew that our neighbors had a lack of access to broadband, a lack of access to computers, and a lack of access to training, especially the, their parents and grandparents. And so that's where we're focusing this sort of new wave of our mission in digital equity and inclusion work is at our Rockwood site. And um, this summer, um, some anonymous donors who are a lovely couple that have a big heart for Rockwood gave us $25,000 to seed our program. We did three weeks. Um, we served over 50 kids. The first week was a gaming camp where they got to you know, um, go behind the games and code and create some of their own games. The second camp was slightly older kids, uh, uh, 14 to 22. Um, making their own song. We, we put in a recording studio out there and they created their own song in one week. And in the third week, they made their own music video. So when I heard about your, your cool studio in Mississippi, I want to send you these links uh, this, you know, this week so you can look at it. Maybe you'll, you'll like them and, and can share some of them at your space. But to see what they did, I mean, first three years of my career were in music videos. I mean, I produced Tupac and you know, run DMC, NWA, you know, Dweezil Zappa, you know, I spent a lot of time doing music videos. I was amazed by what these kids did in one week. I mean, really amazed. Yeah. And, and so, I mean, through, through your job, you get a real insight into uh, uh, Gresham and uh, I mean, outer Portland, Gresham. Mm -hmm. You're serving a very different uh, demographic than, than Open Signal mm -hmm. or uh, how, as the demographics change mm -hmm. in East Portland and Gresham, which they have been in the last five, 10 years, mm -hmm. how is your mission changing? I, I think you've been answering that, but mm -hmm. can you talk a little bit more about that? Well, focusing on digital equity and inclusion is a big piece. Um, even and and, and uh, say that in in more pedestrian terms. In more pedestrian terms, you know, our our funder, the Mount Hood Cable Regulatory Commission, got about twenty major organizations around a table for about two years, called the Digital Inclusion Network, and the product was this really amazing um, thesis um, about um, connectivity for the residents of Multnomah County, and it's really simple. Every resident of Multnomah County will have access to broadband equipment and training, period. 
we're well into the 20th century, 21st century, this whole thing about 21st century. No, we're in the 21st century. These are essentials. Um, and in a place like Rockwood, where, you know, um, in the early days, uh, wait times for the library computers could be up to two and a half hours at peak time. They have more laptops now that people can check out. You know, that seventh grader who wants to play Minecraft and that 56-year-old father of three who needs to look for a job and they both only have 30 minutes. Well, they're both equally as important, but you can imagine some of the frustration. And so we saw a need there to step up to make um, our piece of the digital equity pie be this site where people can learn how to use computers. And so it's become a, a veritable United Nations of mainly immigrant and refugee uh, learners, 90% of whom are women, 100% of all the families are on incomes of under 30000 a year. And we're teaching folks how to use a mouse for the first time, how to, you know, log in and set up a Gmail account and that kind of thing. But once it's like the Forrest Gump, I mean, once you get past those first few things, I mean, it's like they're running and there's a thirst and a, a, a just a, a major curiosity to do more. And the big breakthrough is that they now have access to their teachers. They now have access to the school. They have now have access to research. They now have access to home to share and talk to family members that may still be in, you know, Myanmar or in Somalia. These connections are now happening from their home and not on a smartphone with a limited data plan on the Wi-Fi at McDonald's on Stark. Marty Jones is the CEO of Metro East. This is the nonprofit Happy Hour on X-Ray FM. Yeah, and I, I want to talk a little bit about your background. Uh, some, I, I think it's really interesting. I mean, you've obviously you've been traveling in some some uh, heady circles: uh, New York, Los Angeles. Uh, you know, flirting with the uh, Academy Awards and and uh, with some big music videos early in your career, and and, and now you're uh, coaching people how to take their first steps. Is that an odd shift for you? No. Um... You know, I'm here because of, uh, uh, you know, a big meteor that hit the planet in 2008, the uh, financial crisis. My company, we were living in Dallas at the time and commuting back and forth to Los Angeles and Atlanta mainly. And uh, we were doing car commercials as our bread and butter, independent films, um, distribution. We had a home video label. And um, uh, we were we were a little too heavily vested in in cars, and when Detroit went out of business for a minute, that ecosystem just collapsed. And you know, I had to reinvent myself, and I just had to say, "Wow, this was a 25 year ride that was wonderful and amazing." And you know, for a kid from Columbus, Ohio, who picked up a movie camera when he was 10 years old and moved to Hollywood after graduating from college, it was a good run, but it's over. And the good folks at Oregon Episcopal School um, decided to open up a marketing department and rebrand themselves after 142 years. And I had found a headhunter through friends uh, who specialized in that space. And that's how I ended up in Portland. I came here. I, I say tell people I went to school with my children. And now that I've been here for a while, my friends, uh, some other parents in the OES community are like, as they've learned about my background, they're like, Marty, you're like in the producer witness relocation program. You're like a producer <laughs> in hiding. And, you know, I benefited from, from 
disruption my entire career. When I moved to Hollywood, um, foreign sales was disrupting the model. And I worked in a French company in foreign sales. Um, I got a job at Disney because they opened up a studio in Orlando and that freaked people out that there was going to be activity outside of Hollywood. And I was in the summer replacement team of people. Uh, my guy, all the employees that went had to go for a certain amount of time and then they had the option to come back. My guy came back, so I wasn't at Disney anymore. Um, I worked in home video because of, you know, uh, Dirty Dancing came out. A little company I worked for blew up overnight, went from 10 employees to 300 employees. Um, you know, CD-ROMs, all these different areas that had a chance to work in music videos. And, you know, because of BET, I ended up, um, taking over BET films and BET pictures and, you know, made a great film with, um, uh, Tim Reed once upon a time when we were colored, which was a big, big hit indie hit, um, got to be his exec to help finish that. And that's what led me to Virginia to be able to go and build a movie studio. Tim was from Virginia and wanted to go home and he saw the shift in Hollywood. He was the guy, he was like me running into Moses. He, he saw everything that was about to happen and everything that's happened in, and consolidation and the collapse of, you know, control of, you know, this cobble of like five major media companies that control about 90% of every vertical in, in, in the industry. He was talking about that in 1995 and I've seen it happen. And so to be here now, you know, the, did, you know, got to go to work with my kids at OES and rebrand the school successfully. And it was like, okay, what's next? I saw this listing for, um, Metro East, I was about to leave town. I was about to I say, okay, you know, I can, I've done my thing. Um, and it just kept calling me and to be a part of a media landscape where everybody has a chance to have their voice heard and to show them that they can go small or they can go big, whichever they want to do, whichever they want to be comfortable with. Um, but I knew I was in the right place when I heard the story when I was a finalist of a woman who um, I asked the staff, what's made you the happiest? And they said, there's a woman in her 60s who we just didn't think she could learn how to edit or do camera. And she finally got it. And in, in, in the story they told and the elation that they had of this breakthrough, three months into my job, I was on a slow Friday afternoon in the summer, heard this lady, she's indeed in her mid 60s, uh, early 70s, telling another lady who happened to be wheelchair bound, oh, this is how you do your show, honey. Let me tell and, and she broke it down to her, everything that she had learned. And I come to find out that Miss Esther has not one, not two, but at that point had five shows on the air. So this is someone who thought they would never learn about media, who just wrestled and wrestled and couldn't get it. And finally had that breakthrough because of a patient and willing staff and because of her own persistence. And to me, that's the epitome of what we're there for. Um, whatever your story is, whatever you want to tell, whatever part of the cultural space you want to inhabit, we can help you do that. Yeah, I, I, it's it's an interest. You must have an interesting perspective on <clears throat> what has stayed constant in filmmaking or in, in media. I mean, here you have seen the the medium through which it's distributed change, yeah. uh, as well as the business models change. What's staying constant? What are you seeing? Are some of the elements? of people who are walking through the doors at Metro East, what what do you have to keep teaching and what do you, will you continue to teach 10, 20 years from now? How to tell a good story, you know, how to tell it visually. Um, you know, um, a big mistake that a lot of people make, whether it's in film or television, is they want to say everything. 
And, you know, that old adage we heard as kids, a picture is worth a thousand words. Well, you know, a moving picture is worth, you know, a hundred thousand words or a million words when you put all those shots together. And so really, you know, I'd like to put a little bit more emphasis and, you know, again, I think Justin at Open Signal has just really, you know, embraced this, you know, um, the notion of the aesthetic. It is an art form. You know, storytelling is always going to be key to what we're doing. Um, engaging people, whether it's in three minutes, 30 seconds, or 30 minutes, um, I think we have to adapt to be much more um, um, versatile. You know, we've gone from a, a, a network, if you will, that has always wanted 30 and 60 minute programs, you, like you're changing your format. We're now doing interstitial programming. You can give us a 30 second. You can give us three minutes and 30 seconds. You can give us a 10 minute short film or a 15 minute mini doc and we'll we'll work it in. And, you know, and candidly, automation has allowed us to do this, being able to, um, you know, automate and pre-plan our programming on a computer and on servers has helped us to be able to do more interstitial programming. Marty Jones is the CEO of Metro East. Uh, this is Phil Bussey, the nonprofit Happy Hour on X-Ray FM. Uh, Marty, one more one more question, and I should have maybe started with this question, but the, you're, you're the CEO, mm-hmm. and and this is a nonprofit. That that is a unique title for a nonprofit. You know, it is, and and that's one of the reasons why the job stood out. Um, we've been the proverbial like sort of teenager that's been at home a little too long, and part of my job was to get us out of mom and dad's basement. And what I mean by that is we've had one wonderful source of income, primarily what my predecessor called mailbox money from the Mount Hood Cable Regulatory Commission. So all of you out there that are listening that are cable subscribers, thank you. Because when you look at the back of your bill and it says franchise tax fee, you're supporting Open Signal, you're supporting Metro East, you're supporting Willamette Falls. Um, that's how we stay on the air. But you've heard about cutting the cord. People are not staying with cable and that same wire that brings broadband into your house. If you don't have cable on it, we don't get any money from it if you have broadband only. And there's no parity because of our antiquated laws with people that get their content via satellite or by wireless or or by mobile. So um, my job was to diversify the company. And so um, finding a new business model and being entrepreneurial and, um, you know, sort of turning that orange inside out and saying, okay, we've done this this way for 33 years. You've got to change that because we know that unlike me, when I got, you know, disrupted by the 2008 financial crisis in this situation, I know that there's a a potential distinct uh, extinction event coming when our agreement ends, you know, things could be vastly different in the space. And so my job is to diversify this company. So we've gone from one source of income in the last 18 months to seven sources. I've identified 25, but I can only focus on about seven at a time. And um, that's what we're doing. We're diversifying how we do our nonprofit business and um, you know, making our story known to the big foundations is the next step that we're um, doing now. Did you say turn that orange inside out? Yes. I've that. never heard that saying before. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, it's just, you know, you always, oranges are like these really beautiful things. But I just remember as a kid, we used to get, they used to cut them in half and we'd turn them, we'd, we'd flip them inside <laughs> out so you could get all the, the juicy uh, uh, meat out of the orange. And I, maybe that's because I was a kid growing up in Ohio and, you know, oranges were only in those days available for a certain number of months in the year. You sort of savored it. <laughs> Marty Jones is the CEO of Metro East. Now uh, you brought in a nice stack of, of uh, songs for us to choose from. How about you? You pull one from out to take us out. 
Um, you know, I've been thinking about my mom a lot lately. So if you can play Ruth Brown's Mambo Baby, um, my mom had this as a 78 and we had one of those big consoles, you know, some, I'm sort of feeling nostalgic being here at X-Ray, you know, those big, you know, Quasar or Magnavox things. You opened up the lid and down in there was the turntable and place to hold the records and all that stuff. And, uh, it played 45, 33, and of course, 78. And my mom had the 78 and, and, uh, and she showed me the dance from when she was a teenager or a young adult. Uh, so Mambo Baby is, uh, just makes me feel nostalgic, makes me think of my mom and that sort of scratchy 78 in our house in Columbus, Ohio. Well, we will drop the needle on it then. Thank you so much for coming in. Thank you very much. This has been great, Phil. Hour is made possible by Beneficial State Bank, a certified B Corp that holds to what it calls a triple bottom line of social justice, environmental well-being, and economic sustainability. If your organization or business is interested in underwriting our show, please email phil at mediamakingchange.org. 
The Nonprofit Happy Hour is a production of the Media Institute for Social Change in KXRY Radio, X-Ray FM. Our host is Phil Bussey. Our executive producer and editor is Molly Jean Bennett. Emily Curtis is our associate producer. You can follow us on Facebook and Twitter, where our handle is Nonprofit Hour. Archives of past shows can be found on our SoundCloud page. Questions, comments, or ideas about the show can be sent to molly at mediamakingchange.org. Thanks for tuning in, and cheers!